The Chicago Bears get positive news in regards to Justin Fields' injury that we're going to talk about today. Plus, we're going to talk about some of the keys for the Chicago Bears in their game against the Raiders, and we're going to dive into the mailbag. All that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host, Sir Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And so the initial update that we have is from Ian Rappaport, who reports this. For Justin, no surgery is coming. The key to when he can get back on the field is when he's able to grip the football monetarily important for a quarterback. So, you know, there have been some concern whether Justin Fields was going to need surgery the last time Matt Eberflus was asked about it. He simply just said they have not ruled out surgery yet. And had Justin uh, Fields ended up getting surgery on that injured thumb, it would have all but shut down his season for, theoretically. So the fact that he is going to be able to avoid surgery, it really, you know, determines on when he can get back on the field. I look at it as this. Even if there is ligament damage to that thumb, um, it can heal on its own, right? So if there's no tear in the ligament, it's just kind of damaged, bruised, whatever, um, you know, it can heal on its own. It just, it, sometimes it takes some time. Now, he can theoretically grip the football before it's all fully healed, but the comfort level, the the way in which he's able to throw the football, that all that stuff matters in regards to if he's going to get on the field uh, and what time frame he's going to get on the field. But until then, the Chicago Bears have to roll with Tyson Bagent, and we're going to get to take a look at what that young undrafted rookie quarterback looks like inside the Chicago Bears offense. And so when you look at the game coming up this Sunday against the Las Vegas Raiders, one of the things important is how Tyson Bagent runs that offense and if we can limit the turnovers as an offense as well. And no matter what and how high you are on Justin Fields or not, we do suffer from from turnovers as a team. Not that they're all on Justin Fields. Sometimes it's on other people and things like that. But Tyson Bajan coming in and running this offense effectively, right? And we'll see how open that playbook ends up being for Bajan. Um, with uh, offensive coordinator Lou Getze, but his ability to really run that offense is going to be a key thing to watch in this game for the Chicago Bears and how successful we're going to be, right? How how involved are DJ Moore and Darnell Mooney in the game as well, right? Tyson Bajan, who targeted Tyler Scott a little bit more, and while I wouldn't be surprised if we see Tyler Scott still targeted a lot and his targets go up, Tyson Bajan has to find that chemistry with DJ Moore. And Darnell Mooney's had a really just statistical, the season hasn't really been big for him. If we can use both these guys or all three guys in that passing game to take advantage of the Raiders secondary, that's going to be big for the Chicago Bears in this upcoming game as well. And we talked about yesterday, the offensive line overall, how that offensive line stands up. You got a rookie Tyson Bajan in there. He's going to benefit from the most time possible. We we uh, need to protect the quarterback. That's day in and day out, regardless of who's on the field for the Chicago Bears. Uh, protecting the quarterback is a big part of what the Chicago Bears have to do, especially when you look at a player like Max Crosby being on that defensive line for the Las Vegas Raiders and potentially matched up against rookie Darnell Wright. Is it going to be a long night for uh, Darnell uh, Wright? We'll end up seeing when it comes to that. And then when you look at the defensive side of the ball, two key things for the Chicago Bears on the defensive side of the ball. How do we stop the rushing game? You cannot allow Josh Jacobs to go off on you. We know Jimmy G is going to be out. And dude, I would not be surprised if they uh, really look at relying heavily on their uh, on their uh, running game, but listen, you can't you can't allow that to come in. When you look at uh, uh, Jacobs, though, athletic, uh, he can come in there, he can do some things. So we got it. We got to keep him in check as best as we can. Um, so we we'll end up seeing what that comes to. The uh, our defense has to step up in that part of the game and our secondary. You cannot allow Devontae Adams to cook you like he has the Bears in the past, right? Devontae Adams is a 
is a former Packer, somebody that we all know and we uh, we have seen a lot of, and we know what he can do against the Chicago Bears. We cannot allow him to come in and have a big game against the Bears as well. We'll have a whole pregame show, me, C-Dub, and Bobby leading up to the game on Sunday, but that's just kind of some of the key things to look out for. But with that said, it's Friday, so you know what that means. It's mailbag day. Let's go ahead and get into the first voicemail. This one, this one's from Derry. What's going on, guys? Uh, Derry from Dallas here. I'm a little less drunk today, so I figured I'd call in and uh, talk about the main complaint that I've had about this team for, hell, I don't know, at least the past four years, it seems like. I don't understand why every fucking time, year in and year out, every quarterback knows they can get the quick slant over the middle or the post over the middle on us all the fucking time. And I just don't understand what it is because it seems like an easy fix. It seems like you could just have your cornerbacks play inside or play inside leverage or maybe have that strong safety step up in the box a little bit. I don't know what it is, dude, but we don't get beat deep a whole lot. But goddamn, on third and ten, third and eight, that fucking over the middle is going to be open every time, and it's been like that for like the past four or five years. So I don't know if it is it scheme, is it I, I, what the fuck? I thought we got Tremaine Edmonds because oh, he's a big six five middle linebacker. He's supposed to help with that. He ain't doing shit. So you tell me, guys, is it, is it how how can we stop that quick slant over the middle? Because Aaron Rodgers has been eating at that shit for years. Literally every quarterback that plays us. I'm sitting there on third down, and I'm hollering at the TV. It's going to be a quick slant over the middle. Be ready for it. And every fucking time that's the case. So I don't understand, man. Y'all, maybe, maybe y'all got better football minds than me. What is it, dude? Is it scheme? Is it how, how, how can you stop a quick slant? I mean, I'm not saying you got to go and cover one all the time. You'll get beat by that. But God damn, dude. I'm sick of getting beat over the middle every fucking play. And we got $80 million linebackers. We got a, 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 a strong safety that's supposed to be young and promising. We already know Eddie Jackson ain't shit, so I'm not even going to bring him up. But what is it, man? Because I'm tired of this shit every year. Over the middle, quick slant. But when, when teams really need something, it's going to be over the middle. And then we don't do it on offense. We're looking for screen, te- screen plays and out routes. But we got Cole Komet and DJ Moore, probably two of the better guys to, to catch something over the middle. Uh, I don't know, man, but I'm, I'm fucking fed up with that shit. Um, y'all tell me, dude, because I, I can't figure it out. I haven't been able to figure it out for the past five years. Uh, Texas up, bear down, goddamn me. Bears giving up a lot in the middle. That kind of goes with the last point that I made. And, yes, you are absolutely correct. TJ, uh, Tremaine Edmonds was supposed to be a big part in helping solve some of those issues for the Chicago Bears. Tremaine Edmonds has not been in coverage what he was shaped up to be last season. Now, some people did warners, right? They came in and said Tremaine Edmonds has really had one really good season as a solid pass coverage a linebacker in the NFL. And it's been up and down in the mixed bag for Tremaine Edmonds. But this is a game that, you know, hopefully the, Tremaine Edmonds steps up in. But you're right, right? It has always seemed like the Bears give up the middle easily. Is it a scheme thing? Yes. Have we had def- different defensive schemes? Yes. But when you look at Matt Eberflus's scheme and the fact that it's heavy zone coverage, the middle of the field can open up, especially if you put pressure on the outside. And unfortunately, that's just something that the Bears have continually and always given up, and hopefully they can stop the bleeding, right? And as you said, you kind of always know when a team needs a big down, a big conversion, they go they go towards the middle with the Chicago Bears. They attack that zone that way, and so the Bears have to tighten up in that. Um, I don't know how much we're going to have the correction this season, but it really does point to as well just the limitations of Matt Eberflus as a defensive caller, and that's your head coach, right? So, you know, those concerns are huge there. They're completely valid, and hopefully – 
I don't know if we we're able to stop the bleeding this season, but hopefully that is something that this coaching staff, whatever new coaching staff comes in, if a, if a new one does, that they look to really shore up because when you have such a glaring weakness that every team takes advantage of it when they need to the most, they can bet on, they can get something down the middle with the Chicago against the Chicago Bears, that's a huge concern, especially for more of the tacticians uh, at that coaching position in the NFL. So let's hope that the Bears can at some point stop the bleeding in those areas. All right, let's get into the next voicemail. This one's from Fred. Hey, what's up, man? What's going on? This your boy Fred, man. Man, after watching that motherfucking game, man, it, 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 it's like it's ridiculous. You know, like, they go from sugar to shit. Then it's like the play calling, like, what the fuck happened? Like, y'all didn't want to stick to the game plan that y'all had in the last two games? Like, Lou Gessy and Matt Eberflus, them motherfuckers got to go. They should have got fired after that fucking uh, Vikings game. I don't give a fuck. If the deep like that's good, okay. The defense held down. I get that. I get a defense credit, but the offense like it, it, it's, it's pathetic, man. And the way this motherfucking Cody Whitehair snapped that, kept snapping that ball to Justin Fields, like it's time for us to get another center or put old boy in that we traded for from the Dolphins. I don't see why the fuck we don't have him start anyway. We gave up a pick. Make it make sense. So Cody Whitehair, Lucas Patrick, Lucas Patrick, them bum ass motherfuckers gotta go. The coaches, they weak ass gotta go. Lou Gassi, why would you sit here and go back to running shotgun and all this shit and say to have your quarterback under center and running play action and shit for him? Like, we could have took advantage of that shit. Like, seriously. We didn't take advantage of that game at all, man. Like, these, these motherfucking coaches got to go. And I don't know why the Bears, they keep signing ex-packer coaches and ex-packer players. Did they forget when we had Josh Sitton? He didn't do shit but stay hurt. And look what we got. Lucas Patrick ain't do shit but just stay hurt stealing money from us. Like, it makes it hard to believe and watch the Bears, man. Because it, it, it's sad. The fan base that we have here, that all Chicago teams and the fans got that we have to endure and go through this shit. Like, this, this, this shit got to get together, dog. Like, Ryan Poles, you know, you spent money. You know what I'm saying? Like you said on the show yesterday, hey, uh, Sunday. Like you said, man, you spent money. You got the players. But what is the problem? It ain't the players, it's the coaches. Well, it might be a few players, but it's some fucking coaches, man. Them coaches are some mediocre, bum-ass, trash coaches, man. That shit you had, no no way, no chance in hell, they should have been on this coaching staff. But I don't think that was Ryan Poles doing. I think that was Ted Phillips. That was his way of sticking it to the Bears one more time to say, we're talking about getting rid of him or whatever, though. But I'm just like, man, I, I feel so bad for Justin Fields and, and DJ Moore that they got to go through this shit and they got to, you know, put up this shit because it ain't right. It ain't fair to them. And Fields is a good fucking quarterback. Soon they put Tyson Beijing in. He ain't do shit but fucking turn the ball over as well while they was calling for that great white hope like he's the next Tom Brady. They just stopped with all this Brady comparison because he wasn't drafted. Like, miss me with that bullshit. It's very rare that you will find a undrafted Tom Brady. But let me know what you think, man. Chicago up, bet out. Listen, I, there's not going to be many more people that are fill you on the fact that it's time for the coaching staff to go than me. Or us here at Chicago Bears Central. We said it. Bobby said it. Uh, it was a fireable offense, the performance we had against the Vikings. It was it was fireable then. Uh, when you look at the pathetic, uh, you said it, the pathetic offense. It's just, it is what it is. We run such a stagnant offense that it's honestly ridiculous. It's honestly ridiculous how stagnant our offense can be. Um, consistently, and that's something that the Bears definitely have to find a way to tighten up. And if they don't, we're going to continue to give up the same crap that we've been giving up in the middle. It's not going to 
it's not going to change if the Bears don't look to make it change, right? And that's not something that, like I've said before, we have not forced anybody to adjust to anything that we've done all season long. We just have not done it. And because of that, it's going to continue to happen. It's just going to continue to happen. And so the Bears got to figure out a way to tighten some stuff up. Uh, but I would say new coaching staff, it, we got to get a new coaching staff. Pathetic offensive play calling, predictable offensive play calling, even when you are getting something going, it just you can't rely on this team to consistently do anything or make adjustments. And that, my friends, is a failure of the coaching staff and of the Chicago Bears overall. We got to tighten those things up. Will we? Let's hope that we can. I mean, I have my doubts. I have my concerns. But ultimately, I will say this. Um, I don't see this version of the coaching staff getting it correct. I would love to be wrong. So we don't have to switch coaching staffs again. But at the end of the day, Ryan Poles has to go out. And this time, when you get your coach, you have to make sure you're getting the right guy for not only now, but where you see the team going and how you want and plan to build that team. So, you know, we'll see what ends up happening with that one. All right, let's get into the next voicemail. This one's from Brandon. What's going on, fellas? This is Brandon in Minnesota, man. Hey, <clears throat> I just got through watching the, uh, uh, the injury update on field, man. Steve, you funny, bro. Uh, on everything. But I feel you. 100%. You know, how can we be Bears fans for all these years, man? We can't get, we can't get no satisfaction from our team, right? Like, like absolutely nothing. But I wanted to run back or something by y'all, man, because everybody is giving up on Justin Fields, man. So it looks like we're going to have at least two top five picks, uh, despite anything, right? Um, what y'all think about, man, actually really still keeping Justin Fields as our quarterback because we still have not been able to see a true evaluation. The coaches suck as well as uh, the offensive line suck. And so I, I don't think we've seen a true evaluation of Justin Fields and what he can actually do. We've seen some glimpses and everything like that, man. But I'm, I'm thinking that if we can get a competent coach, coaching staff, and we get a decent offensive line, man, that we can still keep Justin Fields at least um, to the point of, cause it looks like we might, <clears throat> we can, if we get the number one pick from Carolina this year and we trade that, we might have us another first round pick again next year. So would y'all think, man, that we give Justin Fields that starting job again in 2024, trade that number one overall pick and the first couple of picks, hopefully we can stay within the top five and trading that pick or whatever. And we, uh, we get Marvin Harrison Jr. and the best, uh, defensive end that's out there. Sometimes second round, whatever pick we got in the second round, in second and third round, we look for the best center and another offensive lineman to try to solidify that offensive lineman. What y'all think about that? I just want y'all thoughts, man. Um, you guys are awesome. You know what I'm saying? I love the show. Shot Town Century is always a, uh, every week. You know what I'm saying? Because y'all keep it a buck. Um, but I see the frustration in y'all face because I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated to sell myself, bro. So anyways, man, just wanted to get y'all thoughts on that plan, actually keeping Justin Fields for one more year. I don't even think it's going to be his fifth-year option yet. So we trade that number one overall pick, try to get Marvin Harrison Jr. and the best defensive being out there. We keep him, and if he don't do well after that, we get us another first-round pick for trading the one we get, you know, for this year. And then we try to get a quarterback after that if Justin Fields don't pan out. What y'all think about that, man? Love the show again. Got town up. Listen, fans giving up on Justin Fields as a quarterback. Um. Listen, it is what it is. When you have a franchise that the, the sticking point always with this franchise has been the quarterback position, you're going to get a lot of people who are down on the quarterback position for the Chicago Bears. That just is what it is. Not that I always necessarily agree with it, but I do understand it. And so, um, listen, I do think that Justin Fields will be kept on as a quarterback. I think that if the Bears do luck in to the number one overall pick, they may just take Marvin Harrison Jr. outright 
um, depending on where that second pick goes and then trade the other pick or, you know, make, make some maneuvers, right? I do think that Ryan Poles is going to look at what he can get back overall. There's been some rumors that he's not as high on Caleb Williams or some of the other quarterbacks in this draft. So, you know, it, de- it really depends on which way they're going to go. I do think Justin Fields will be kept on. I think we're going to change some things around Justin Fields, coaching staff, things like that, spend more money this offseason on bringing in some really solid pieces on that offensive line and tighten up some things. That's where I see the Bears going, but doesn't necessarily mean that I can't see them going a different way either. But let me know what you guys think on all that down below. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Jacob Home. Yeah, what's up, y'all? Hey, this is a Wednesday, and I know the mailbag Friday is on Friday, but I have to just say this, man. I am sick and tired of everybody talking about, oh, yeah, this is Justin Fields' last game as a Bear. Come on now, like, my God, man, like, y'all, y'all, y'all really, y'all really gonna, you know, turn on the man like that? Come on now, the man showed y'all, you know, what he can do with oranges, and he turned that motherfucker shit into lemonade. Come on now. And then, and then look, you look at Jalen Hurts, you look at Justin Herbert, you look at um, Josh Allen. Come on now, they got a line. They have a left tackle and a right tackle. Now come on now, Braxton Braxton Jones is serviceable, but he's not a a a caliber, a, a all pro caliber left tackle. Come on now. And then look, you see that we got money out the ass coming in next year. Uh look, you start from the trenches, you build from the trenches, that's your foundation. We already know what we got in Justin Fields. Y'all really gonna bring in a new quarterback, y'all gonna have to reteach, remold. Simplify extra offenses. Come on now, like, and then y'all really want Caleb Williams, who already said that he he don't want to go to the Bears, basically. And I don't blame him because the Bears is a is a is a trash organization right now, and it's really pissing me off. But like, man, keep Justin Fields, man. He done showed y'all what he can do. Y'all play to his strengths versus the Washington Commanders and the Denver Broncos, and then y'all want to revert back to the early early stages in the season. Come on now. They hanging that man out to dry, man. And I'm gonna tell you like this. If they let go of Justin Fields, I'll hope he kick I hope he kick the Bears ass up and down the fucking field. But like seriously man, like and I said this before, twenty eighteen, I, I I I said to myself, man, this boy got some skills. He need to be on the Bears and look and behold, he went to this trash ass organization who is showing backdoor-like activity. Like, come on now. And then all I'm saying is bring in a new OC, play to his strengths, and watch this boy take us to the promised land, man. Come on now. Man. But all I got to say is, man, I believe in Justin Fields. You can call me a Justin Fields uh, truther, believer, because that's what I am. The boy got skills, and he could be a top-five quarterback in this league if you – Play to his motherfucking strengths, man. Like, come on now. All I got to say is, and Justin feels I trust, and Pose, man, get it together, man. You see it for yourself. You see it for yourself. Come on now. Chicago up, Bear now. Sick of Bears fans saying Justin Fields' time is up. Listen, this is the thing. I think a lot of Bears fans were never fully in on Justin Fields either, to be quite honest with you. I think but we also live in a microwave mindset society where everybody wants everything then, right? And and they're ready to switch. Like, it's just, it's a zillennial thing, right? You're just ready to switch immediately the, the moment that something goes left or doesn't seem that it's going to be. And that's when you get yourself in a continual cycle of, 
failure, right? You have to eventually see what you what you can bring the most out of out, out in a guy. Now, that's not to say that Ryan Poles may not be sold on Justin Fields and may want to go a different route with quarterback. But eventually, once Ryan Poles settles on whoever his guy is, whether that's Justin Fields or somebody else, you got to go through that development process. It's not always quick. Sometimes it can take a little bit longer. So, you know, when it comes down to it, like I said, I, I, I'm leaning more towards seeing Ryan Poles trade the number one overall pick if we end up with it. Um, and fans, when it comes down to it, fans are going to continue being unhappy until the Bears are winning. That just is what it is. That's what Chicago's built on. Um, and so until the Bears are consistently winning things, you're always going to get fans that are kind of in and out on the team. That's just that's just the way the cookie crumbles, unfortunately. You don't have to agree with it, but again, kind of understand just the mindset that goes into things like that. Fans, until somebody's proven, until the once the Bears are winning, right? If the Bears are winning, even with if Justin Fields is a flawed quarterback, but we're winning games and we look solid at times, Bears fans, you're going to see that that quiet down a little bit. Bears fans just want to win. We've been going through this shit for damn near a decade. And longer for for a lot of Bears fans, when you talk about if they just look at it, if you're winning a Super Bowl or not, at the end of the day, we got it, it's going to take some time, one way or another. And I just hope that the Bears fans that call for Justin Fields to be realized, it's still that means that you are restarting the clock on success. You're probably not going to get it right away. But you guys can let me know what you guys think on that down below, as always in the comment section. Last voicemail for today. This one's from Travis. What up, Hayes? This the guy Travis, man. I was calling in because I had this uh, oh. I want to see what was your take on it. So, I understand everybody wants Caleb Williams. I understand people want uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. And the defensive end, Verse, Curse, I guess I think that's his name. But what if we go the, the Detroit route or the the, 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 the Eagles or the uh, KC route where they built their line and stuff before they, before they got their quarterback and that way, before they got their quarterback, like we got Justin for two more years. What if we, what if we take our two top picks that we got, trade them back to get more picks, and allow ourselves to get two more extra first rounds for the next year, and go out and draft the offensive lineman from Notre Dame and uh, all the way for uh, for, for Leakey, what I forgot his name, but the kid from Penn State. That way we sure up our line. We got Justin Fields for two more years. And if he don't work out for them two more years, then we can move ourselves on and go get a quarterback, or we'll be able to have a veteran quarterback that's a free agent in two more years be willing to come in because we'll have a, a, a good offensive line with them two kids that we drafted for uh, standout first rounders with Tevin Jenkins and uh, Bernie on right and whatever else, whoever else we get to. Uh, up our offensive line. What if we start building from outside? What if we start building everything around the quarterback first to make our to make our offense more appealing for whatever quarterback coming into the draft or whatever free agency, whatever top free agency quarterback that's out there to be willing to come to Chicago and come play with us? Because how I look at it is if we get everything else around the shirt up as far as the offensive line, running back, and Receivers is going to be a lot of good receivers out there next year that we can either trade for or we can sign in free agency. That if we won't put that much pressure on a quarterback, we won't put that much pressure on a rookie quarterback or a quarterback that's coming in as a free agency, like how like how Philly did with uh, Jalen Hurts or like how uh, San Francisco doing with Brock Purdy. You allow a, a rookie quarterback to come in and just throw. He ain't got to make all these. 
Clay Hall up top, he can just be a rookie and manage the game until he develops. Or we'll have a, a, a free agency come in and he can just come in and play, deal with the players, and he ain't got to overplay. He can just come in and fall into place and play. I'll just call it- Waiting two more years from Fields. Here's what I'll say, right? I do agree that you want to build up everything. I And I'm not saying that the Bears won't wait two more years for Fields, but I don't know if they go veteran quarterback or anything like that. I think they do go young, but I think ultimately you, the things that the Bears are faulty at, having a weak offensive line, having a bad offensive play caller, right? Needing some more weapons, needing more consistency. Those are things that we need regardless of who the quarterback is. So we still have things that we need to tighten up either way. And like I've said before, I don't think there's any quarterback, no matter how great they are, that can completely right this ship that we're going through right now. There is quarterbacks that absolutely are better off right right now and better better suited to maybe win a little bit more games. But the ultimate success that the Bears need and want is not going to come via just by changing the quarterback. It's going to come via upgrading a lot of positions, upgrading that offensive line, as you mentioned, getting better in the trenches on the defensive side of the ball, being more consistent on defense, having a better offensive play caller. These are things that we're going to need for this team regardless. Right. And so because of that, I want to see Ryan Poles continue to strengthen up those things. So, you know, we'll end up seeing. But I will say this to fight against my own point. You guys know I like to give both sides of the opinion. I will say this. If Ryan Poles sees keep in mind, this this class of quarterbacks is supposed to be one of the best classes in in a, in a decade almost. So if Ryan Poles sees a quarterback in this class that he feels he cannot pass up on, you got to do your due diligence and bring him in if you have the opportunity to. And that's just if they see it. And that's if Ryan Poles isn't safe. A, a couple of things going on there. If he's not sold on Justin, which I, I'm not sure if he is or not, if he's not sold on Justin, and if he sees the quarterback in this draft that he is completely and utterly sold on, it's hard to pass up on that when you have a team that's currently one in five. That's just is what it is, right? So, again, uh, while I don't think that we're going to see Ryan Poles in the Bears pivot, if Ryan Poles see and he always plays clean things close to the vest, if he truly sees his guy, right, and has an opportunity to draft somebody, a quarterback that he sees as his guy and a young weapon to grow with him in Marvin Harrison Jr., it's it's hard to pass that up. So it really depends on what the mindset, what Kevin Warren and Ryan Poles are really and how they really feel about Justin Fields. And that's questions that they have to really look and dig down deep and answer over the course of the rest of this regular season leading into the draft. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure you're following the show at Bull Central Pod. I'm sorry, at Shy Bear Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. 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 Media.